You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect diaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Brad podcast. My name's Amina and thank you guys so much for being here. So for this week's episode, I know you guys are going to be super stoked. We haven't come out with a dating diaspora in quite a while and one of the things that I was running into, you know, when I was interviewing people to hop on these recordings and talk about their relationships was that I was getting a lot of people that, you know, were of the same nationality. And even though these couples had met differently and, you know, had different stories, it almost sounded like I was kind of hearing the same story. You know, they were both Bosnian and this is how they met. And, you know, yeah, nationalities have an impact on their relationship. And, you know, it's kind of like we were getting the same answers. And I feel like we've recorded a lot of episodes that, you know, go along with that storyline. So I was really trying to find some couples that, you know, had unique stories and had, you know, different backgrounds and just something more to talk about. So I'm really excited. I actually um, found this couple through a mutual friend, and I'm super grateful. I think this is going to be really interesting. So on today's episode, I have Victor and Tatum. And so judging by their names, they're both different nationalities. And I would just like to welcome them to the episode. They are going to tell you guys you know, a little bit about where they come from and also how they met. Okay. First off, um, what nationality are you guys, and then how did you guys meet? Well, I'm American, born in Virginia, so nothing really special. And um, I'm Bosnian and Serbian. Um, my mom, her, her, I guess my grandma on her side is Serbian. Um, her dad is Serbian, and he's also mixed. And then my dad's side of the family, his mom is Serbian, his dad is Albanian, so I guess... It's just a mixture. Yeah, a little bit of everything. And then how did you guys end up meeting? Um, so we met at Georgia State. We both go to school there. Um, I kind of knew who he was already because we had a mutual friend. Um, but he, we were sitting in the library, both of us. It's really cheesy. But um, we were sitting in the library and... Um, there's a coffee shop called Zaxby's in the library and he came in there and um, came up to me and said I think you're really pretty Um, he didn't ask me for my number though so it was kind of disappointing but I was interested so I found him on Instagram actually and messaged him Um, and that's kind of how it all started it all started with a DM. <laughs> Seriously, though. Wait, so did you just say that to her and then just, like, walk away? or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so what happened was, so I walked into the coffee shop, um, and I, like, noticed her when I walked in, but I didn't want to be a creep, so I didn't say anything. So I sat down, and I, was, I remember I was watching The Office, but I, like, turned my computer, like, so I could kind of see her out of, like, you know, like, the corner of my computer. So creepy. So after like one or two episodes, I was like, you know what? I have class in like 20 minutes. Let me just go ahead and do this because, you know, why not? So I like stood up and like walked over to her, said that. Well, she had headphones on, so I just like hoped that like for some reason she wasn't listening to anything. I said that. She looked up, smiled, said thank you, and I just kind of walked away. Yeah. I was so confused. I was like, um, what? Yeah. You're just kind of sitting there like minding your own business. and then the- Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? Wait, <laughs> wait, where are you going? <laughs> so funny. Oh, my goodness. I feel like yeah. I don't know why, but this sounds like something out of a movie or something, because I feel like it's always that <laughs> almost like stereotypical like coffee shop like meeting. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. cute. And I think it's cool how you guys ended up finding each other afterwards. And you're like, yeah, I have to figure out who this <laughs> is just out of curiosity. <laughs> She claims that she's like that. I've like seen her around campus. I've like made eye contact so, with her, and someone... I know like never. It's never happened before that day. Yes, I did see him actually a few times. Um, our friend, well, my 
I don't even know how we both know him. He went to high school with me, and I guess you just knew him I'm, through people. Yeah, he went. He was with the high school with me for one year. So he went to high school with me for like two years, and so I had seen him on um, his like Snapchat and stuff. So I knew who he was. And originally, when he came into the coffee shop, I noticed him looking at me, and I thought it was because he recognized okay. me. So that's why when he came up to me, I thought he was going to be like, "Oh, hey, I know you from somewhere," but nope. It was just like, I was like, whoa, okay. I had no idea who this girl was. Yeah, so I knew him. He didn't really know me. I gotcha. I gotcha. That's super funny. And then how long have you guys been together since then? So it's been two years and what, like four, three months? Three months? Since four? October of 2016. Yeah, so like two years, something something months. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I think that's pretty accurate in the yeah. Getting into, I guess, like the meat of the episode, what are your guys's, you know, views on nationalities? Do you think they have an impact on the success of their relationship? Um, I think it can, but with us, it didn't. Um, I know in some instances, I've definitely seen that it has had an impact, um, depending on your parents um, and your family members and stuff like that. But especially for me, it wasn't a problem at all. Like, my parents didn't really care that much as long as he was a good guy. It didn't really matter. Yeah, same. Um, I guess my parents are kind of different than most, like, Bosnian parents. Because, yeah, they didn't really care, um, like, who or, I guess, what nationality she was. Yeah, they just cared to, like, I mean, that she, you know, she was a good person, had, like, morals and... Yeah, that was it. They they weren't, like, strictly, like, oh, you have to date within your own, like, religion, within your own nationality, within your own every, anything. Right. So, yeah, this is one of those cases where we're kind of breaking away from, I guess, that, like, stereotype. You know, a lot of the people that I have talked to on these episodes, it has been that way. And, you know, they've said that, oh, yeah, you know, my parents are super strict or, you know, they were strict and they kind of opened up to the idea, assuming that, you know, that and was dating someone from a different nationality but I wonder if that has to do with you know since you come from like such a mixed background and stuff like maybe that has you know correct me if I'm wrong like an impact on it you know the way that they're viewing people and that you know the most important thing is that you know she's a good person everything like that yeah I think it definitely has something to do with like I guess the predicaments my parents were put in you know like being back home I guess before the war started and after the war, um, yeah, because they were both they were both kind of on like opposite ends of the spectrum. So I guess you know coming here, they didn't want to have to. I guess they didn't want to have to put us through like oh, um, you know, you have to like go by these norms that everybody was used to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I guess the next question that I had was, how did your families react um, when you told them you were dating someone of a different nationality? So I don't even think I really told them that he was Bosnian. I think it was just kind of like there's this guy. Um, that was, I don't did I I don't even think I really knew he was Bosnian at first. Um, so yeah, I don't. It didn't really matter to me or them. So really, it didn't really. It wasn't a challenge or anything. Um, yeah, and for me, it's like I have an older sister too. So me and like or her have never like dated a bosnian so like we've never brought home another bosnian so i think our parents just kind of got like used to that idea that we probably weren't gonna do that mm. i don't know yeah they didn't really i mean yeah like i guess they didn't really care that you were american mm. yeah yeah like they just like yeah i mean my, my family just kind of like you know they accept everybody like with like open arms so, like when she came i remember when she came uh over for the first time and met everybody it was like you know, it's like, it's like, it automatically goes into like hugs and kisses. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel like overwhelmed? <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah. So his um, grandma actually doesn't speak any English. So that was like, really, like, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, can't really talk to her. Um, I try to understand as much as I can. Um, I actually used to stay there a lot um, because I didn't like my roommate in college. Um in the apartment I was living in. So I stayed there a lot of the time. So most of it, they speak a lot in Bosnian. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it's kind of overwhelming, but not at the same time. I don't really mind. Yeah, my grandma would like barge in the room <laughs> with like plates of like uh, souvenirs and all the and like you know cut up fruit, cut up desserts, everything. You know, you, you can't go and you, you can't really say no. Yeah. So I, I literally didn't. I didn't, I was like, okay, I'll just take it. It's fine. Right. You don't want to be disrespectful. So like, yeah. The food. I don't know. Are these people like trying to make me fat or you know? <laughs> she really didn't understand either because like around that time I wasn't really eating a lot of meat or anything, which uh-huh. really isn't a thing in a Bosnian household. So it was challenging then, but. Now I'm more used to it, and I like most of the foods. That's awesome, yeah. No, I think with any culture, like, meeting the family, and it doesn't matter, like, where you're from or where they're from, it's going to be a little bit challenging, and you're going to have to overcome, like, certain roadblocks. You know, I think the biggest thing would be, like, the language and stuff, but, I mean, we can always translate, and it's not really the end of the world, and eventually, like, if you really want to, you can pick up on certain phrases and, you know, different things like that, and not even just... Um, words in the language but just different behaviors and like customs and things that you know for us is like super normal but then bringing someone else into the picture you know they might we might have to explain you know why it's this way or you know this is just kind of how my family acts that (laughs) so that's awesome so I guess with everything you know that we've talked about um you know you already kind of answered this question um Victor about how your parents like would they have reacted differently if you had told them you were dating someone of the same nationality so like let's flip it around and like let's say you brought like a Bosnian girl home like what would happen in that case what would happen (laughs) um let's see you know how, well, it's kind of like a, I don't want to say like unwritten rule, but like, you know how Bosnians are just like overly dramatic? Yes. So <laughs> I honestly feel like if I would have brought a Bosnian girl home, it would have kind of been, I want to say there would have been like random drama or like tension. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's just, I don't know, I've always noticed that like every Bosnian I know that like dates a Bosnian. I'm just it's probably gonna ruffle some feathers, but like they, it's like they always have some drama that I like don't understand why. So I want to say it probably would have been just like yeah, because you know like everybody starts talking about like oh their time back home, and then everybody has like a different view on that one. So I guess like depending on where she was from, oh yeah, probably yeah. probably would have been would have been like a different reaction. Yeah, and I feel like if you bring someone that is, you know, the same nationality, like, not to say that this wouldn't, you know, be the same case if you bring, like, you know, like, how you brought Tatum home and stuff like that, but I feel like you're almost, they're almost putting them under, like, this big microscope because, you know, they are the same nationality, and it's like, well, you know, Oda, Clissy, like, where are you from, and, you know, who's your family, and do you know this person, or, you know, what do your parents do? You know, are you in school? Like, it's almost like more questions. And like you said, it creates that like tension and unnecessary drama. And I've found that, you know, people can start really petty drama and it's not all like Bosnians. I'm not trying to, you know, just like it's everyone that way, but it's definitely something that I've seen happen and it just like causes, you know, different issues and like we'll make jokes like you know um, even my parents would say and they don't mean this like seriously at all but you know they jokingly say because my whole family's from Herzegovina so they would always say oh you need to find Herzegovina it's like someone from Herzegovina or you know this or that and I'm like oh it's gonna be kind of hard like you know I don't know if do that. Yeah. Um, of course they didn't mean that seriously like it'd be cool if it worked out that way but of course you know I don't think you can put a boundary on you know love and like someone's relationship and that type of thing so that was the last question that I had written down on this little form and I guess just to kind of end the episode you know what kind of advice would you give other diaspora that are listening to this podcast so like from both of your perspectives so like you know Tatum how you know you're dating someone that's from a different culture you know what advice you give to those people who are dating people from the Balkans and then also like Victor in your you know situation like what would you say to you know other Balkan people that are maybe like considering dating out of their nationality but they aren't really sure or you know just like what kind of advice would you give to the people listening to this podcast 
Um, I guess my biggest advice is just um, really just follow your heart. That sounds like just so cheesy, but it's really like if if you love someone and you care about someone and you want to be with them, it's worth it. Um, and even if your family or friends don't approve, if you really do think that it is meant for you, then just go for it. Um, other than that, I think communicating is a big big thing in any relationship whether you are of the same nationality or not um you're never going to meet someone that is exactly the same as you you're gonna have different beliefs different things um and yeah it's really just communicating that across and being open and I guess my thing would be um I guess don't be overly concerned about like your parents passed um because i feel like you know like a lot of parents especially if they've came over here they try to like push their like beliefs on you and i mean if you don't believe that you don't have to like necessarily follow it to a t because i mean i have um i have like a lot of bosnian friends who are muslim and then i have a lot that are like uh you know orthodox christian Mm -hmm. and some of them like for some reason it's always like they have tension but and then there's like others that are like oh you know they're like really cool and then some of them are even dating so it's like honestly you can I mean, if you're here now, you could honestly just put that all aside. Like, that shouldn't be a deciding factor whether you guys are, like, together or not. Yeah, I definitely see that, too, because, you know, yeah, that's in the past. And it's different for us, especially, like, if we haven't been through those experiences. And I'm sure if, you know, we were put in that situation that our parents were in, you know, over 20 years ago, then, yeah, maybe we would, you know, look at these people differently. But, you know, considering how we've spent the majority of our lives, you know, in another country, and that doesn't mean that we're, you know, going to forget where we come from, and we're going to completely just like, you know, push our culture and, you know, our values to the side, you know, not at all. Like, that's kind of what's shaped us into the people that, you know, we are today. And that's what's shaped our lives in this other country. So, so much for being on this episode. So for the next segment of this episode, I actually have my friend Isla here and she reached out to us a few months ago and we learned that she was doing an internship in Sarajevo. For the past six months, which is absolutely incredible, and you guys may have actually seen her on our Instagram feed. So she also happens to be in a relationship with another Bosnian, and they have a pretty interesting story. So I would like to welcome Isla to the Balkan Bread podcast. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to say thank you to Amina for letting me be on this podcast and for letting me talk to all of you guys. Um, my name is Isla, and I'm from Chicago. I was born and raised here, but I go to the University of Iowa in Iowa City now, which is how I came about my internship. There was a professor that, um, in one of my public health classes, there was a professor that talked about a study abroad opportunity in Romania, I believe, and he was saying how he um, worked with other students in Bosnia before, so I just emailed him and asking asking him if he had any colleagues still in Bosnia that would be available to let me volunteer or intern with them because I just really wanted to study abroad in Bosnia and I knew I wanted to go to Bosnia and he was super helpful. He gave me uh, the email to two professors in Bosnia and they're also public health doctors too and I just emailed one of them and got in contact and um, with Dr. Musa actually He works at the Public Health Institute for the Federation of Bosnia. So uh, I worked with him there for about four and a half months total. I was there for six months, but I was working with him for four and a half months. And um, it was in the center of Sarajevo. And we just worked on a research project for most of that time. We went to a few conferences. And right now I'm writing a research article for him that we're later going to hopefully post to a publication, which is super exciting. Wow, that's awesome. And it's so cool that you took the initiative to, you know, ask about the studying abroad opportunity, because I know 
when I was in college, like that's something that I looked into, but I never thought, you know, there would be that chance of being able to go to Bosnia. So I think it's really cool that you were able to, you know, find that out and things like that. So if you guys do have any questions in particular, like about, you know, all of the work that Isla was doing, definitely, definitely feel free to message her. Um, I will have her like Instagram handle in the description for this episode. That way it's a little bit easier just to kind of stay connected to everyone. But thank you for that, Isla. We're going to go ahead and jump into all of the dating diaspora questions, which I'm sure is what you guys want to hear. That's why you're here. So um, yeah, we'll get started. Just First off, what nationality are you? We kind of probably touched on this. And then what nationality is your significant other? Okay, so I'm Bosnian. My entire family's Bosnian, but I was born and raised in Chicago, like I said. Um, my boyfriend is actually 100% Bosnian as well, but he was born and raised in Ljubljana, Slovenia, which is two countries away from Bosnia, if you don't know where that is. So it's been a bit of a long distance relationship, but it's going good so far. Yeah, I've seen like all the pictures that you guys have posted just traveling throughout Europe together and stuff, which I think is awesome. So how did you guys end up meeting? So it's kind of a funny story. Um, I met him in like 2008 or nine. I was in sixth grade. Oh, my God. So he was in eighth grade and I was completely obsessed with him. He didn't know I existed, which is so funny now. But that was the last time I saw him. And then in 2015, I saw him again. And we were in the same friend group. We just kind of caught up and started talking and kind of just never stopped talking after that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you guys met for the first time in Bosnia when you were yes. young? Okay, cool. Yeah, my parents and his mom were from the same little cello in Bosnia. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's kind of similar to, I think, someone else we had on the episode. Mm-hmm. She had had like a crush on this guy, but they were super young and she wasn't, (laughs) you know, what was going to happen. So that's really similar. And then how long have you guys been together since then? Uh, This month, I believe it'll be three and a half years. Okay. That's, that's amazing. So awesome. Kudos to you guys. And then, so those are the basic questions. And I really wanted to take a moment to talk a little bit more about, long distance and how that can also affect the relationship too so Mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk more about nationalities and things like that and I feel like for the most part everyone has you know kind of the same or a similar viewpoint in the sense that you know of course it's going to affect the relationship you know in some sense but you know that doesn't mean that the relationship can't work and things like that Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so going back to the long distance thing, like how did you guys manage that? Um, It was kind of hard at the beginning because right after I left Bosnia that summer when we met again, I moved three hours away from my home to Iowa City. And it was just a lot going on in such a short time. I had to figure out how, like how college works and everything, how to live on my own, how to live with a roommate I've never really met before. And it was just a lot. But it honestly just takes effort and if you if you put in the effort and if your significant other puts in the effort I think anyone could do it you just have to like be able to set aside time every day or a couple of times a week where you either like have a Skype chat or just like talk on the phone and it's hard because it's a seven hour difference so like when I when he goes to bed I'm still up and he when he wakes up I'm still sleeping for a few hours so it's just kind of hard and trying to like figure out our schedules and like my schedule changes pretty much week to week with like school and work and stuff. So it's a little hard, but honestly, just putting in the effort makes the biggest difference. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something that everyone's kind of mentioned, like, you know, just make sure that you message each other or, you know, even talk on the phone, even if it's for like, I don't know, five minutes or something mm-hmm. at least just to kind of see, you know, how everything is and make sure that the other person is okay and things like that. Um, So I wanted to also ask, did you guys end up like seeing each other um, every summer since that summer in, um, I think you said either 2015 or 2016? 2015, yeah. So I usually go to Bosnia. I'm lucky enough to go to Bosnia pretty much every summer. So I knew I would come back the summer of 2016. But when we met in Bosnia and when we started talking, 
um, we were only together for about six days, so less than a week. So yeah. I didn't want to talk to someone for a whole year and then come back and realize, hey, this isn't what I want. Like, I didn't want those six days to, like, change everything for me if I didn't think this is what I wanted. So um, I told my parents and um, I convinced them, like, after a lot of convincing, I convinced them to let me go to Bosnia that following winter because I had a lot of family and cousins coming that winter as well. And they let me go and we met up that winter again and realized that this is something we actually want to do. We weren't just doing it because we were bored or for fun or anything. This is something that we really wanted. And I think from then on is when we kind of became more serious about staying connected and actually like talking and actually like uh, trying to like make this relationship work as much as hard as it was. Yeah, because you can only learn, you know, so much about a person and like five Mm -hmm. or six days and like you said you didn't want to waste your time and just like talk to someone for a year or I will say that you could still like even if you're at that point where you're not sure like what this is or what it's going to turn into you know you still kind of like this person and you're just kind of like okay you know we'll kind of see what happens but the problem with that is I found in a lot of instances and not just like long distance but just when it comes to timing with relationships there have been Lots of quotes that I've seen that are like, oh, you know, there's no such thing as meeting the right person at the wrong time. Like, they're just the wrong person. And I don't know what it is. Some people might agree with that. But for me, that really like infuriates me because I (laughs) that not just with like romantic relationships and things like that. Like, I've met so many of my great friends at really random times and times that. I, you know, couldn't really put forth as much effort into that friendship. But then later on, they were always there in my life. Like there was always some kind of way they like found their way back into my life. So I think timing is a big thing. And, you know, it's really hard to tell what it's going to turn into, especially when you just meet someone and you're not, like you said, really sure. But I think it's cool that, you know, you guys were able to see each other so close um, to the time like after initially because if you had been there in the summer and then came back in the winter you know not that much time has passed which is really cool so you've seen each other you know every summer since then Uh, let's see so yeah that's a whole like long distance thing I guess to address and then we can go into the nationalities so what are your thoughts on nationalities and how they have an impact on your relationship so for me personally, I've gone to Bosnia literally every single summer except two summers since I was born. So Bosnia has been super, super connected to me. I don't have any family in America other than my immediate family. So the majority of my family is in Bosnia or pretty close to Bosnia, and which is the main reason why I love visiting. I also like love everything about the culture and the religion and everything, everything. But I think it's just... Um, it just depends on how connected to you are, how connected you are to um, the culture and the nationality. It's really important just because it's important to me. And I know that I wanted to have somebody to share those special things with me. Um, my parents also don't speak the best English. So I really wanted somebody to there that could communicate with them no matter what, that could help them out and help me out with anything like that. Um, I also think that if uh, if something like nationality or religion isn't as important to you, um, it's just uh, something that you would have to talk about with your significant other. Um, and I honestly think nationality, as, as important as it is to me, if I met somebody that wasn't Bosnian or was a completely different nationality or religion or culture, anything like that, and if I still fell in love with that person, I don't think it would have been a problem for like me or my family or anything like that. I just think it depends on who you fall in love with and who you find yourself comfortable uh, living like the rest of your life with. And I think that's the most important thing. But being the same nationality and uh, religion and coming from the same place is definitely important and definitely has made this long distance a lot easier than it would have otherwise. It makes a lot of sense, you know, because you share all so many of the similar things and you know even though you guys are living in different countries and stuff you can always go back to Bosnia and just like have that sense of you know everything kind of makes sense here and there are so many of you know the similar things so it translates well with your family and stuff because 
you know, I guess before you guys started dating, did you ever, I guess, date any like American guys or people of other, you know, nationalities? Um, yeah, I have a little bit, nothing like too serious. So I've never really thought about it. And I never thought that this relationship would be as serious as it is now those six days that I met him. But honestly, it kind of just like surprised me. And it's not something that you can plan out. Like, I said, I'm like a big believer in like fate and timing and everything works at working out on its own. But I just think it's it was it happened as perfectly and as randomly as it possibly could have. Definitely. It sounds like it. And I think that's the best thing about it, because you never want to force anything to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you think that, oh, you know, me and this person, we have so much in common and, you know, we can laugh together and we have the same type of outlook on life. But at the end of the day, you can never force someone to be in that relationship with you. You know, they might be in a completely different stage of their life or they might be going through something, you know, like you were saying with adjusting to college and stuff like that. Or, you know, maybe they're, I don't know, moving to a new city or just going through something different. And it's like you can never put that on a person or expect them to do anything. And I think if you were to do that and like force it, then it wouldn't even be as rewarding or as special or like you said, surprising because it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I knew this was going to happen or I really wanted to make this happen. But, you know, if you're kind of just saying like, oh, well, I just want to see where this goes, but I'm not really too concerned about this person like I think they're cool but you know I'm not gonna go out of my way to like make anything happen unless they feel the same way that type of thing so going into let's see what the next questions were so talking about having the same nationality and how it affects your relationship so it definitely makes it less challenging is that kind of you're on this yeah um, I was, yeah, I was just gonna say that too. Um, it's just, it's a lot easier just because my grandparents, um, my grandma's kind of sick right now. And that's half the reason why I wanted to go to Bosnia for six months, just so I could spend a little bit more time with her. And it's just important for me to have somebody there that could talk to my grandparents that could share um, stories with my grandparents or anything like that. Like, if, uh, he goes to our town in Bosnia a few more times than I do throughout the year. Oh. And every time he's there, he like goes goes over to my grandparents' house and has coffee with them, asks them, ask them if they need a ride anywhere, need like help with anything. And I just think that's super important for some for me at least, just like how connected he is and how like how much effort he puts into wanting to spend time with my family and the people that are important to me. And he couldn't have done that really if he didn't know Bosnian because my grandparents don't know any English. And I think it just depends on what your priorities are in a really in a relationship but for me that's definitely a big priority yeah I mean bless him I think that's (laughs) that's super sweet and that's something that I thought about too like you know dating someone from the Balkans or whatever and now I'm thinking about just I have a different outlook I feel like when it comes to you know dating and relationships and things like that and I'm thinking more about okay this person obviously I want them to make me happy and all that kind of stuff but I'm also thinking about okay I want someone who like you said can like sit down with my grandparents and they can like crack jokes and have a conversation and just kind of picturing that person literally sitting in like my grandparents living room in Bosnia and you know playing with like my baby cousin and stuff like that like that's what I think about which I know is probably like further down the line and I'm like jumping ahead of myself but I would definitely want someone who you know we can share those kinds of moments with because I'm just thinking like okay if this person doesn't, you know, speak the same language, like, how is that going to go? Is it going to be awkward? I think there could be a way around it where, you know, it could be rewarding, even if they don't know Bosnian, or they don't know the language. But at the same time, it's so much more special when they do, because you're not having to sit there and, you know, explain things to them, um, cultural things and things like that. So, how did your family end up reacting? Um, Cause you said they were a little bit reluctant to let you go. That- yeah. So um, my family is pretty strict. They're pretty religious and pretty traditional family. So um, I actually didn't tell them about him at first. My little sister tattletailed on me because she 
she knew about us and she was I think like 10 years old at the time or something so she wanted to tell my mom everything about my life of course um so that's how my parents found out but um they kind of didn't know where this was going to go because they knew we only saw each other for six days and they knew we were talking but um they were kind of just waiting on me to uh to like let them know what this was or if it was anything at all but when I started talking about how I really wanted to go back to Bosnia over winter break and I just how I wanted to see it uh how I wanted to see him I mean um I think then they realized that it was getting a little bit more serious um the good thing is he my parents knew his family already and were really good friends with some of his other family members so I think that helped a lot because if it was somebody that I just randomly met in Sarajevo one summer, I don't believe that they would have let me just because they didn't know anything about him. They didn't, they probably wouldn't let me just go to Sarajevo on my own. Um, but the fact that I was still living like with my grandparents, like in my hometown with like my cousins every day and my friends that I've been friends with for the last 20 years, I think that really helped them. Um, I think that really helped them let me make the decision to go and let and help them make the decision for me to go if that makes sense no yeah it makes perfect sense and like you said you know something that we talked about um last week was dealing with strict parents and also how to kind of not get them to cave in but just how to have them be more open and kind of letting you like do your own thing and it's interesting when you're talking about you know going back by yourself because had you actually gone back to Bosnia um because you said you went every year but I'm assuming you went like with your family um most of the times um my dad usually goes every year but I have gone years by myself my grandparents actually used to live in the states with us so um some my my mom usually goes every other year so when I couldn't go with my parents I'd usually just go back with my grandparents and stay with them yeah because I have I still have like a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins in in town so I, I never really felt alone or I don't know I I always loved going whether it was with my immediate family or alone I just always needed an excuse to go so the fact that it wasn't my first time going alone also really helped um helped my parents make the decision to let me go definitely because I'm trying to think, you know, most people, like you were saying, go back with their family or like they go back with, you know, their mom or their dad or like they take turns and like swap out um, like every other year. So I can definitely relate to that because I remember, I think it was in 2016. That's when I went. I actually went with my mom, but then I stayed longer than her. So that was kind of my first time being there, I guess quote-unquote like alone but like you were saying like I wasn't really alone I had my grandparents and I was staying with them and had my aunt and uncle that lived literally like right next door and a bunch of cousins and just other friends and just going through that whole experience made it so much easier that you know not the next year but the year after um, in 2018 when I went back it, it was just like I was home like I knew people and it wasn't weird and you know obviously like didn't find a Bosnian guy but I I was in that kind of like mindset to where I was comfortable and I think it's really important I know this is kind of like derailing off the um, dating topic but if you are wanting to go back by yourself it's definitely not impossible like we were talking about the other episode you can save up the money even if you're a college student and you're just working somewhere part-time it is 100% possible. Believe me, I did it. I'm still looking back to this day. I don't know how, but if you make a budget for yourself and you know you set these saving goals each month, then you're going to be able to go. And if money isn't really the issue for you, and it's more so just overcoming the fact that you think you're going to be you know, alone, you're not going to be alone. I mean, even if you were going to another country by yourself, there are going to be people everywhere. You're never technically by yourself, you know, the whole time. And you never have to let anyone know that, you know, you're there alone. Actually, you definitely shouldn't do that. But it's super important. And if it's something that you want to get in tune with, and maybe your parents, like, I know some Bosnians, not too many, but some people, um, they just don't have the desire to go back very often. They're like, well, what am I going to do down there? Or, 
you know, they can't go back to their house because, you know, their house isn't there or whatever it was. Um, they weren't able to like reclaim it after the war and things like that. And so they just have this kind of different correlation and a different tie to Bosnia, whether, whereas for us, it's like, okay, we still have our family there and we have things there. It's not like we're, you know, just going back, but I still encourage you guys to look into your options and see if you can go back, even if it is just for like a couple of weeks during the summer. And it's going to definitely help you feel more in tune with your culture. If you're kind of listening to this and feeling like, I don't know, out of place, like, well, you know, I don't go back every year or, you know, I don't really have as close of a relationship with, you know, my grandparents or my cousins or my aunt and uncle, you know, it's never too late to build those relationships. And, you know, I know you were saying like that your grandma is sick and my grandma is also sick. So it was really cool to go um, and see her again this past summer, because it's like every time you leave, you're like, I don't know if this is going to, I mean, as like sad as it is to say, like the last time I'm going to see them or not, or, you know, what's going to happen and stuff like that. So it's really cool. And I know for a fact, I can tell with my grandparents from my mom's side that I have probably the closest relationship with them out of like any of their grandkids just because I've spent such an extended like period of time there with them and you know they're normally just kind of by themselves but then when I'm there like my grandma loves it she's like oh my god great you know I'll make you all this food and it'll be great and stuff like that and so you just kind of develop like this form of understanding and anyway I know that like completely went off the dating topic but just something that popped into my mind and something that is really important so yeah Yeah, definitely um I was just gonna say that if if a reason why you don't want to go back is because you don't really know the language or you might not know it at all I don't think that should hinder you at all because while I was in Sarajevo there was so many like I've never lived in Sarajevo I have some family there but I usually only go there for like day trips Mm -hmm. so it was hard like trying to find my way trying to find um, my work on the first day and stuff like that. But I've realized that um, random Bosnian people are honestly the nicest and most helpful people um, ever. And just that while I was there, even it, though I go to Bosnia every single summer, my Bosnian isn't perfect. It definitely isn't. Anybody could tell you that. But just being there for a few months out of the year helps your language um, develop so much more. And I'm just so grateful because no matter how many like books I read or YouTube videos I watched or anything like that, I don't think I would have known the language as good as I do from just like immersing myself in the culture and just speaking with um, people that always speak Bosnian. So I just think um, it's important anyway. Almost everyone speaks English there, so that shouldn't be a problem for you anyway. But I just think it's important and that the language barrier shouldn't hinder you from going at all. Absolutely. And there's people out there, you would not believe it, but they literally like, they're Bosnian, but they're so, and I don't want to like say, oh, they're so Americanized because I feel like we've all heard that kind of stuff, but they really don't speak like much of the language at all. And I still encourage them to go because that's a part of you and that's who you are and you shouldn't forget that. And you shouldn't feel embarrassed if you are like, oh my gosh, I don't know, you know, how to say this word or oh, how am I going to go ask for directions or this or that? You know, you just kind of have to make do and you have to put yourself in those situations and you might feel a little bit outside of your comfort zone in that sense. But I will say that once you start doing that and you feel more comfortable with and, you know, just talking to locals there and like making friends and if it's the same like pekara that you go to or wherever, like, you know, eventually like befriending people, that kind of thing is so common and like Isla was saying like Bosnian and Balkan people are honestly so friendly like they will they will help you out of course there are exceptions and things like that but um don't let that stop you from going after that and going back to you know where you come from so let's see where is I'm looking at our next question so okay do you think that your family would have differently if you told them you were dating someone of a different nationality um I believe that they would have just because when I tell them about a relationship they know it's more serious because I don't like getting into relationships if I don't know like for sure that this is what I want um I just think that 
it would have been hard just because my parents know how connected I am um, to my roots and to my nationality and my religion in general. Um, I mean, it definitely, I don't think they would have had a, a problem with it. It just would have been harder for them to communicate with like my significant other for them to, um, or for my significant other to uh, relate to like our traditions or our like weird stuff that we do at home that like other people like wouldn't do that would that don't know about our culture so I just think it would have been like a little bit of a learning process but um otherwise other than just like that I think it would have been okay just just a lot more a lot harder than if my significant other was Bosnian like me yeah definitely and I think that's something that most people would kind of agree on and like you said I mean most of us were not just gonna talk about someone unless it's somebody that you know we are serious about and we would want them to meet our parents and things like that so we're gonna end it with this last question do you feel more connected to your significant other because you guys are the same nationality and since I'm just gonna assume the answer is yes um how do you feel like more connected like could you give an example of you know something from our culture that makes you guys feel closer to each other yeah definitely so you're definitely right I I do believe that um I think there's a lot of things just like um like the music we listen to we went to a Dino Medellin concert this summer and he's my favorite singer and my boyfriend loves him too so just sharing that experience um with your significant other is so important but other things just like religion like we go to the jamia together sometimes which is super important to me too because if he wasn't a muslim like me he wouldn't have done that or like he couldn't have done that i guess Mm -hmm. but i think it just depends if i mean if your significant other wants it and if your significant other isn't your same nationality and wants to make the effort to learn about your culture and learn about your religion and stuff like that i think that's that's amazing but I'm just happy that I didn't have to go through all of that and um just already having somebody that knows all of like your traditions and your values already before like not having to explain that to them is just so helpful and it also makes things just like things in the future like marriage and kids and like what religion you're going to raise your kids on and how you're going to raise your kids or stuff like that it just makes that whole conversation so so much easier And a lot, I mean, it's always doable, but it just makes it a lot more doable because you agree on so many more things than you would have otherwise, I believe. Yeah, it definitely makes it a lot, you know, easier in that sense. And I just think it's cool how you can share those moments with someone and, you know, you kind of both just get it and you don't have to explain like what's going on or, Oh, I, I, one of my biggest pet peeves is like, if you're with someone and I don't know, like if they came to like a family gathering or something, let's say, and they're just asking you every second, like, Oh, what are they saying? Are they talking you know, something yeah. about me or what's this? I'm just, it just, it's not that you don't want to explain it to them or that you don't want them to understand and, you know, know about it. It's just, it gets tiring. I mean, and you get to the point where it's like, okay, is this even kind of worth it? Do I even want to make this work? That kind of thing. So definitely being able to share those moments with each other and that sort of thing is super important. And it all comes down to your values. You know, like you said that, you know, you guys go to Jamia together and stuff like that. You know, if religion is a big part of, you know, who you are, then that's important and doesn't matter what your nationality is, you know, even if this were a podcast that, you know, had nothing to do with like the Balkans and stuff. It's still something that's very important and it's something that you shouldn't just overlook. So that's the question that we had. I just kind of wanted to open it up and just ask you if there's anything else that you wanted to add onto the episode or I guess we could end it with, you know, any words of advice for people out there listening to this, you know, we could apply this to our listeners who, you know, are single or listeners who are in a relationship, whether it's long distance or, whether it's, you know, living closer to each other? Um, first, I was just going to go off of what you were saying about how, like, the different um, languages would kind of make a problem. Every time I visit my boyfriend in Slovenia, they obviously speak Slovenian. And even if Slovenian is kind of similar to Bosnian, 
it's still really hard for me to understand sometimes. And I know how annoying it is when I ask him every like 30 seconds what people are saying and like what the joke is. And sometimes it's just hard to like translate a joke because it just doesn't translate right. And um, I just think it's um, just how much effort your significant other um, puts in to like help you help you get through that barrier, that language barrier and stuff like that. So if your significant other is willing to help you um, get through that, then I think that's wonderful. And I hope all like relationships like that prosper. But otherwise, if you you're in a long distance relationship, whether it's um, different states or different countries like me and my boyfriend, I think anything is possible because I honestly never would have thought I could do this. And I if somebody told me that they were in a relationship with somebody on the other side of the world, I thought they were crazy. But um, I would have thought that they were crazy. But I honestly, it's just it's possible if you if it's what you want to do and if you try to make it work it will work and don't be scared of long distance relationships or relationships with other nationalities just because of like stigmas about it or just because you're scared of what other people will say I think it's just you should be true to yourself and do what you want to do and do what you feel is right and everything else will come into place that was great that was an awesome ending and just great advice and you know, if it is meant to be, it will be. And, you know, don't think overthink too much when it comes to, you know, relationships. And I know this is something that girls do a lot. We're like, oh, I'm going to analyze this and this. And, you know, just no, just stop. Honestly, trust me, it's not worth it. And just let everything fall into place. And like she said, stay true to yourself and have a clear idea of what you want and don't let what other people are saying, you know, don't let other people's emotions and, you know, negativity kind of go into your relationship because at the end of the day, it is all about you guys and what you guys want to do. So anyway, thank you, Isla, for being on this episode and we will see you guys for next week's episode. If you guys are interested in, being on a podcast, you can actually send an email to hello at balkanbread.com with the subject line Balkan Bread Podcast and just go in, send us your idea, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But that's it for this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.